I receive like weird emails like after like my my film blew up from random guys like asking me if I could film them naked in a room. Welcome to Push In, the Cinevic podcast. I'm your host Joyce Klein coming to you from the unceded territory of the Lekwungen speaking peoples, otherwise known as beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Ooh, am I ever looking forward to interviewing a filmmaker who looks at serious societal problems? through the cheeky kaleidoscopic lens of sex. A spray bomb toting housewife out to sanitize sex? A viciously cringe-inducing high school sex ed talk? A sexy little anthropomorphic sushi forced to ponder the meaning of existence? These are just some of the seriously wacky characters that inhabit the manic world of brilliant young BAFTA-nominated animator Colin Cole. Based in Singapore, Cullen's short To Kill the Birds and the Bees screened in this year's Short Circuit Pacific Rim Film Festival, and it'll screen again in Ottawa June 21st as part of Short Circuit's national tour. So greetings from across the Pacific, Cullen. I'm thrilled you're joining us today. Hi, good morning. I'm thrilled to be here too. Scene one. In the film, there's this horrifically judgmental high school sex ed lecture that's sort of designed to shame the kids instead of educating them. If it's not too personal, was this what your own sex education in Singapore was like? Uh, okay, I mean, of course the film kind of like dramatized it a bit because it was from the character's perspective as well. But um, generally, I think this was kind of like what it was. Like it was a lot of advocating of abstinence and then I think in certain schools, they still show like abortion videos to young girls. I think this is more for like those like Catholic schools, which is where we got the inspiration for our film. But yeah, my own personal um, sex education, I just remember it to be really clinical. And yeah, they didn't really like talk about like what happened if you do like get pregnant. They just say, oh, uh, don't do it. <laughs> that kind of thing. I especially like the way that you had that fire and brimstone anti-choice rhetoric in the sex ed lecture. And in that same scene, those Muppet-like characters singing, it could have been baby Einstein, now he's dead. That was bang on. It was very much like the <laughs> propaganda, but it was a pretty bold choice. And then you've got lots of fun phallic imagery in the film. How do you get the nerve to be so gutsy? <laughs> Honestly, to be that gutsy, I, don't, I think you should just like, like not overthink it you know sometimes you just go by gut feeling and then you're like yeah this 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 works let's just do it <laughs> it's gonna be fun if we do it and people people gonna like it so and I think everybody on my team was also like having fun with the project and we kind of just like enabled each other to like <laughs> just try to go and push it further. To Kill the Birds and the Bees was your graduating film and, you know, you were tackling a pretty loaded subject, teen pregnancy, abortion, all that kind of stuff is in there. How did the school authorities react? Were they supportive of the project or were they anxious about it? Yeah, um, <laughs> I think it was a little bit of both, but more supportive than anxious, I would say. I think if anything that we were, they were being anxious about, they were all, it was mostly like the drafts for my film because I think we had a lot a lot more like explicit version at some point. So I think they were anxious about those and then they kind of like suggest to us to tone down certain things. Which I think is the it's a good suggestion in the end. Yeah, the teachers were really like supportive and they, they really liked the film. Scene two. 
I also want to compliment you on the fabulous music. The songs were all like great, especially that title song for To Kill the Birds and the Bees. It was like a retro crooner, easy listening vibe, but it was a total earworm. How did you come up with all your songs? Uh, okay, so there's a couple of songs that uh, I wrote, which is the intro song. One does one of them. And some of them is I collaborated with my partner. Uh, he also writes songs. <laughs> I think for each of the songs, we it, it, it came out a bit differently. I think for definitely for the sexed song, we were kind of both like piecing together like reference ideas of like children, kiddie kind of songs. And then we both started jamming together. And then that's how... It like formed eventually. Yeah, and uh for there's a song called My Vetch as well. That one my partner came up with it. <laughs> and I thought it was like so funny. And he sent me the demo that I was like, okay, yeah, this gotta be inside. Yeah, now for the theme song I just wanted something like really jazzy, just to like lure you in and then like not let you expect what you're gonna expect. <laughs> yeah, I just came up with it in ten minutes, I remember. So it was really quick. I don't even remember what was the process. Like, it just came to me and I just wrote it. The sound also, it's not just the music, but the sound was great too. Especially the, the teenage girls in their sex ed <laughs> lecture and stuff. You want to comment about working <laughs> with sound? If you're a collaborator, as a sound person? Or how do you guys work all that out? Oh, the sound design. Oh, it was it was me. Um, <laughs> I was like doing foley or like recording stuff around me. So for like for example, the ones in the the girls in the class, I actually got like my classmates to like all pretend they were in a class together, <laughs> and I just like combined all their voices in one. Scene three. Your graduation film to kill the birds and the bees was nominated for a BAFTA Student Award. That's like the British equivalent of the Oscars. Mm -hmm. Where were you when you got the news you'd been nominated? I found out at like 4 a.m. in my bedroom. And then somebody else who was also nominated that I knew tagged me in a post and say, oh, congrats to like us. Then I was like, wait a minute. I didn't get any announcements. <laughs> so I, I got it from my friend who also got nominated. So that was really funny. So at 4 a.m. I was just like confused. But also, like, screaming, like, you know, got the news and um, trying to message everybody to see if they're awake. You know, very often when women creators deal with anything to do with sex, they sometimes get harassed on social media or whatever. Have you ever experienced any negative feedback on your films? I don't think it's usually, like, negative negative feedback like they like hate on me or throw stones at me <laughs> or at least anyone in Singapore if they hate on it I don't think they will tell it in my face because we're all pretty like kept to ourselves kind of people so I don't think I've heard it directly in terms of getting harassed though I receive like weird emails like after like my my film blew up uh, from random guys like asking me if they could if I could film them naked in a room <laughs> and I was like what is going on this is not the kind of work I do I don't think I think you read the article wrong <laughs> I'm not that kind of director <laughs> yeah, so that was funny I just I just ghosted those people it's just really funny scene four I don't know much about the filmmaking scene in Singapore 
What's it like for animators or filmmakers in general? Is there uh, much government support or commercial support or, you know, what's happening in Singapore? Mm, there's actually not that much <laughs> resources. Uh, so most of the companies here are usually doing commercial work. And once in a while, they will put out like a indie work here and there, just, you know, from extra like money from their own commercial works. As for indie filmmakers, there are grants for us to apply to, but uh, if it's not enough, usually we'll end up doing like crowdfunding. So that's usually how it works over here. How are you finding the transition from having all that support equipment and everything at school to being an indie filmmaker? How are you managing all that? Oh, actually, I I have a third film, but it's not out properly yet I think uh, it's, it is on, out on uh, rental for in the Singapore website right now uh, it's called Hot Dance of course <laughs> the film with a lot of walking butts yeah <laughs> yeah so that was my first film um, that I did like after graduation so that one I applied to some youth organization that kind of gave us a seed fund for the film Tail Slate well good luck with all your projects You've got a truly original vision, and thank you so much for sharing a little bit more about your crazy, wonderful world. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for having me. And that's a wrap. In the show notes, you'll find links to Kalin, her film trailers, and the Short Circuit National Tour. And as always, please help us promote the talented filmmakers we feature by liking, subscribing, or five-star rating us so others can find their interviews more easily. That's it for now. Join me, your host, Joyce Klein, for the next episode of Push In, the Cinevic Podcast.